David back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 55. Uh, running a few days late with this one, but um, doing my best here <laughs> to stay on schedule. Alright, let's jump straight in. Uh, this is a band that uh, I missed a recent opportunity to see on tour, unfortunately. I just kind of had to pick and choose uh, which shows I can go to and which shows I have to miss, and unfortunately I chose to go to that uh, 1349 and Cloak um, and Uwada show and elected to miss Morbid Angel, Watane, and Incantation uh, because I have seen Morbid Angel within the past uh, year or so and then I've seen Incantation very recently as well so I opted to uh, to miss that one. But it would have been good to see Watane again. Um, so to kind of make up for it, I've been listening to some of the old Watain stuff uh, that I enjoy. They kind of lost me after a couple of records. Uh, Sworn to the Dark was kind of hit and miss, and then I didn't like uh, Lawless Darkness or uh, The Wild Hunt pretty much at all. And um, But then they won me back with uh, their most recent one. I think their newest one's actually very good, but uh, the last one that I thought was a really great record was Casus Luciferi, which came out in November 2003. Their second album, um, their first album, Rabid Death's Curse, was uh, was good, but it was really raw, and they definitely kind of hadn't um, refined their songwriting just yet. It was a very uh, primitive, you know, uh, moment in time for them. It was a good debut, though. I still revisit that record uh, fairly often, but this one is the one that I go back to the most. Um, it came out again in November 2003 on Drakkar Productions. And uh, I think the production of this uh, record is great. I think the songs were really well put together, and there's just a certain ferocity to it um, that was kind of missing from the albums that followed, because the albums that followed, they kind of got a little more pristine, I guess, with uh, like the production, and they just kind of, I don't know, like the the songwriting got a little more refined, and it got a little more like seemed like they wrote it for the purpose of getting the crowd into it live. There was a lot of like chanting kind of, chorus you know type sections that just didn't I don't know it didn't seem right to me anyway so um but anyways this is my favorite record of theirs again it's called Casus Luciferi this is Watain with Devil's Blood Yeah. 
Alright, that was Watain from Sweden with Devil's Blood. That was the opening cut from that record, and it really set the tone perfectly for the rest of the album. Um, okay, we're going to jump to Germany here. I, you know, this is part of the reason why there was a delay with this episode, is that I kind of had a lineup uh, in mind for this episode, and then once I kind of put it together um, and listened to everything kind of in order, there was just some couple of songs that I was kind of rethinking and a couple of bands that I was rethinking putting on the episode so I had to make some last minute changes and this was one of them so I elected to play something by this band instead so a bit of a last minute entry here the band from Germany is called Chapel of Disease and uh, I first kind of checked them out simply because I heard the band name and thought it was an awesome band name <laughs> so I wanted to see what they sounded like and they're on uh, Van Records, and Van Records uh, has some, released some really good stuff in recent years, so it was uh, it was worth my time, I thought. And uh, so they just released their third album in November of last year, so it's been out for a little over a year now. It's called And As We Have Seen the Storm, We Have Embraced the Eye. So that's a long album title. But uh, really striking cover art as well. It's a really nice painting, and it really suits the, uh, the mood of the music as well. But... Um, they have some longer songs, and um, it, it's an interesting sound. It, to me, it still has room to grow, but um, it's a really promising promising band. You know, of course, they're three albums into their career now, and uh, in checking out their earlier work, I will say that each one has uh, has progressed and gotten better than the last. Um, so yeah, this, this newest one is uh, certainly their best work to date. So here we go from Germany. This is Chapel of Disease with The Sound of Shallow Grey.
All right. That was Chapel of Disease from Germany. Uh, they always had kind of a cool, like, classic rock kind of vibe to their guitar work, and then having the extreme vocals over it um, is... Uh, they actually blend it really nicely, I think. But, um, all right, we're going to go for something a little more kind of thrashy and high energy here. We're going to Chile, and uh, there's a band out of Chile that called Ripper that is like a full-on, like, black and thrash band that I remember hearing on Radio Fenris uh, years ago and thinking was really cool, and I've played Ripper on a much earlier uh, episode of the podcast. So, since it's been a couple years, I wanted to look into Ripper and see if they've put out anything new since then. And they haven't uh, put out any more, like, full lengths or anything like that, but I was just kind of checking at, uh, you know, on uh, what some of the other members, like, what other bands they're in. And uh, there's an ex-member of Ripper who is in a band called Hellish. And uh, Hellish is pretty much the same type of sound uh, as Ripper. And they just released their second album in August of last year called The Spectre of Lonely Souls, and that came out on Unspeakable Axe Records. And... um, it's really cool stuff to me. It just goes hand in hand with Ripper and that whole black and thrash style, and uh, it's quality stuff. So, um, yeah, I try hard to kind of go back to some of these bands that I've played in the past that I really like and just kind of keep up with what they're doing. And in this case, it kind of led me down the rabbit hole to discovering this band. So that's uh, that's half the reason I do this podcast is it's just fun to search for new stuff to play and sometimes you just kind of discover things that you maybe wouldn't have found uh, otherwise. So, But anyways, off of the album The Spectre of Lonely Souls, this is Hellish with Souls of Desolation.
Souls of Desolation by Hellish from Chile. Um, I liked that song because of the variety of, uh, of tempos and speed and everything. Well, tempo and speed are the same damn thing. But you know what I mean. Tempo and like mood, I guess, uh, within that song. But uh, okay, we're going to jump to Norway here. This is a band that's kind of in the maybe second tier of, uh, of quality black metal bands to come out of Norway. Of course, you got your Mayhems and Emperors and Dark Thrones and Burzum and all that. And then I'd say the next tier down, you have Gorgoroth. And I enjoy Gorgoroth for the most part. Um, they've, they've sounded wildly different over the course of their career from album to album, from vocalist to vocalist. And there's, there's been so many members in and out of that band that it's hard uh, to remain consistent, I would imagine. Um, but my favorite uh, era, so to speak, of uh, Gorgoroth would be the Gaul era, and I enjoyed Gaul on vocals. I thought he had a pretty unique voice, and he was just a unique person all around. He had a, a very uh, interesting kind of personality uh, on stage, and how he would just kind of be very stoic and stare people down while singing, and 
uh, there was a certain intensity to that band when he was in it. Um, and he was just a small part of, of that, but, um, it just coincides with his time in the band, you know. But, um, yeah, my favorite record of theirs remains Twilight of the Idols in Conspiracy with Satan. That's their sixth album overall. Uh, I think that they consider Antichrist to be an album, uh, so I say that it's their sixth album, but honestly, it's just, it's a mini album as far as I'm concerned, but, uh, it's neither here nor there, but this album came out in 2003, and I remember this was right around the time that, uh, Gaul was being put in jail for torturing a man that was, uh, trespassing on his property that was kind of antagonizing him at his home, I guess, and and he uh, pretty much just took the guy hostage in his basement and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> and uh, and then he got arrested for it. And uh, they kind of made up some stuff uh, as well that they accused him of. That they, of course, since he's a black metal musician, uh, it, it all kind of got overblown. But he did have to serve some jail time for assault and everything like that. So his vocal tracking got uh, interrupted uh, with the jail sentence and all that. But... So yeah, that's kind of what piqued my interest in this uh, this record, was just kind of all this controversy surrounding the band and the singer and all that, but at the heart of it, it is a damn good record. And uh, this one, this tune I'm going to play, is my favorite song to listen to while just like going for a walk outside when it's cold out, and just, it kind of causes you to kind of walk with purpose. It gives you kind of a powerful feeling, I guess, and maybe that's just me, but... I love just kind of the marching tempo of this song, and I think it's excellent. So, uh, again, the record was Twilight of the Idols, and it came out on Nuclear Blast in August of 03. So this is my favorite tune off of it. This is Gorgoroth with Exit Through Carved Stones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Alright, that was Gorgoroth from Norway with Exit Through Carved Stones. I love everything about that song. Um, and coincidentally, the drummer uh, on that record is uh, the same guy. It's Einar Selvik, who's the main man behind Wardruna. So a lot of people don't really uh, recognize the fact that he's uh, not only a drummer, but he's a damn good one, and he uh, used to be in some pretty great metal bands back uh, before he made the switch to singing in Wardruna. Um, okay, we're going to move on to Belarus, and Belarus is not a country where I have taken this podcast before, I don't think, and not at all. Um, I cannot pronounce this band's name. It's 15 letters long, and it is in Belarusian, and it is... <laughs> Full of consonants, and uh, so if you want to see who the hell you're about to listen to, you're going to have to look in the show notes uh, on Podbean and you know on Spotify. Um, yeah, you're going to have to look at the the track listing here to see that because I can't pronounce the song title either. But this is just one of those bands that I think I saw somebody's either going on tour with them. I think that's what it was. Like somebody's going on tour with this band, and I saw the band name, and and I was just like, wow. I, I not only do I not know what the hell that says, but I've never even seen that word before. Never heard of this band, so I'm gonna check it out, and it's actually very good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm all about just kind of sharing some some random, you know, unknown stuff. So uh, yeah, I, I apologize because I like to give you some sort of a hint of as to what this band is called or what the song is called, but I I cannot pronounce it. There's just no way. I can't even take a stab at it here. But um, they they released this EP. This is kind of their debut EP. They put out a demo in 2015, and this is their first uh, release beyond the demo. They still haven't done a full length, but they did this EP in June of 2017. Came out on Hell Thrasher Productions. And, uh, yeah, it's quality stuff, and uh, if you like it, I suggest you find this band on their Bandcamp page and purchase it like I did. Um, But, yeah, they're still going, and hopefully they're working on a full-length record because they've got a pretty good uh, foundation here. So, here we go. Um, A band I can't pronounce with a song I can't pronounce (laughs) from Belarus.
we go that's uh the band from belarus some interesting riffs i just like the riffing in that really they're not uh, doing anything really particularly outlandish but um there's just some quality riffs in that song 
Uh, okay, we're going to go back to Germany here. This is a band I've played maybe twice before on uh, the podcast. The band is Negator, and Negator um, has been through some lineup changes over the years, but uh, the singer and guitar player are the kind of the constants, and um, it's really kind of their band, their baby. But the singer, the reason they're even on my radar at all, is because the singer at one point uh, for a couple of years was singing for Dark Funeral. After uh, Emperor Magus Caligula uh, left the band, he joined the band. Uh, they made it sound like he was going to be a permanent fixture. And then uh, after he left, he quit after a couple of years. And after he quit, they kind of backtracked and said, oh, well, he was just going to be a live member anyways, uh, which I don't believe for one second. But I felt like he would have been an excellent fit for Dark Funeral, other than the fact that he's German and they're Swedish. But um, all of the footage, and there's plenty of it out there on YouTube uh, of when he was in the band, I thought he did a, a, a spectacular job. But, um, so yeah, it, you know, the simple fact that he was in Dark Funeral made me check out his other band, Negator. And it's a little more like um, black and death metal. It's not just straight up like black metal stuff. But uh, it's intense. It's usually very fast, and there's excellent drumming. And his vocals are phenomenal, and uh, he really seems to put a lot of thought into his lyrics as well. Um, I, I always enjoyed the lyrics in this band, but um, but yeah, I've played uh, something from earlier records. I played something from their last album that came out uh, in 2013, and um, they haven't done anything since 2013. So this is their first album. I'm going to play something off their new one, their first album since 2013. It's their fifth album overall. It's called Unitas Puritas Existentia. And that came out on October 18th of this year. And they released it independently. Because I guess that might be part of the reason why they had a, a delay. Is maybe they kind of had uh, had moved on from their label. But uh, didn't sign with another. So I guess after waiting so long. Uh, they had the material. They recorded it. And they just decided screw it. And we'll just release it ourselves. So, um, so yeah. The, with bands doing things like that. I can't uh, urge you enough to, uh, if you like what you hear here on the podcast, um, go visit their Bandcamp or whatever website they might have and purchase it uh, from the band directly. You know, uh, it costs a lot of money for bands to release stuff independently. So if if uh, if you like it, then buy it, show some support. So here we go off of Unitas Puritas Existentia. This is Negator with Pyroleophis. Oh, 
All right. That was Negator from Germany with Pyroleophis. Um, really ep epic stuff, and that's kind of the direction that their music has always taken, is uh, having an epic feel to it. Um, I love the vocals. He's incorporated more of the, the kind of mid-range stuff. Uh, he used to do a lot of really high screams, and then he would do those occasional like guttural um, accents to kind of go underneath it, like a lower layer. But uh, he kind of lets the uh, the more mid-range stuff kind of take the lead a little bit more these days, which I kind of like. Um, but that record is great. Uh, it, you know, it's it only been out since October, but I've listened to it a few times, and it's really, really good. Um, okay, we're going to jump back to Norway here. This is a band that's been around since 92 in one form or another. And um, the members have, you know, been live members of other bands, and they've, they've been around the scene for a long time. But... Uh, this band has stayed constant. They've never really disbanded and reformed or any of that. They've just been constant. They've done ten records. So I'm going to play something off of the newest one, the tenth record. The band is Helheim, and uh, they've always kind of had their, their own brand of, like, Viking-themed uh, kind of death black metal, kind of a hybrid thing. And um, in more recent years and more recent records, they've kind of expanded on their sound uh, a lot more and... You know, there's more um, variety of tempos and vocal styles and things like that. And there's a pretty good variety on this new one as well. The new album's called Rignir. And uh, Rignir came out in April of this year on Dark Essence Records. And uh, it's it's one that kind of passed me by. Um, I really enjoyed their last one, but I, I hadn't really kept up. So I didn't even know until uh, maybe about a, a month ago, if that that they had released a new one this year. I, I had done a poor job of keeping up with this band, but um, but yeah, so I did uh, dive into it a couple weeks ago and uh, have been giving it a good solid listen, and it's not my favorite overall record of theirs, but there's some really good like shining moments on there, and this one, um, to me, stood out uh, above the rest. So here we go. From Norway, this is Helheim with Hagel. <laughs> Yeah. 
Alright, that was Helheim from Norway with Hoggle off of their newest album, Rignir. Um, some good variety in there. I love the acoustic moments and the vocals are great. Something about the production just is off to me. Maybe it's the drums. Um, I can't quite put my finger on it. I think it's just kind of a certain dryness to the drums maybe that's kind of rubbing me the wrong way. But, um, but yeah, not a bad record. Not my favorite, but not bad at all. Okay, we're going to go back to Germany yet again. I know we're kind of flopping around between Germany and Norway here, and we're just going to keep right on doing that for a little while. <laughs> so, uh, this band has released one album already, and um, a full length, and they've done a couple of splits since then, and uh, it's all been really good. The band is Son of the Sleepless, and Son of the Sleepless is a side project of uh, Ulf, from Imperium, and he actually plays everything on the Son of the Sleepless records. Um, the full length was great, and um, he's he's a member of the Prophecy Productions uh, roster, and they, of course, always put out great stuff, and I believe Imperium is still on Prophecy Productions as well. Um, but yeah, I've been seeing lots of advertising. They've been pushing it heavily uh, for this split with Cavernous Gate, and Cavernous Gate is another uh, one-man band that kind of focuses on more the doomy side of things whereas son of the sleepless is more on the black metal side with some kind of folky elements in there uh, here and there but uh yeah so some of the more black metal aggressive uh imperium stuff from their early days uh, that style kind of reappears in the son of the sleepless uh material but uh yeah they did this split and that just came out on december 6th so i mean we're talking what a week ago and uh, so yeah, I made sure to check it out because I've been seeing that album cover uh, thrown in my face nonstop for weeks. <laughs> so I had to check it out when it came out. And uh, it's really good. And even the stuff from uh, Cavernous Gate is really good as well. And I think I'm going to play them on the next episode of the podcast because I really like that stuff as well. Um, but yeah, this is kind of the single, so to speak, from this uh, split. And you can hear this on Spotify, so if you like it, then uh, then buy it, of course. I'm going to keep uh, pushing that. I'm going to keep pushing that every episode. If you like the stuff you hear, then go buy it. But, um, but yeah, so this kind of picks up right where the full length left off, and uh, I'm looking forward to the next full length. So here we go off of their split with Cavernous Gate. This is Son of the Sleepless with The Lore of Night. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay, that was Son of the Sleepless from Germany with The Lore of Night. Um, I love the kind of choir, you know, vocals. The choral vocals that he does in there that just kind of give it that folky, kind of grand feel. Um, but now we're going to go more aggressive again. We're going to go back to Norway, and this is a band that I know I've played uh, once before on the podcast. The band is Svartjern, and Svartjern actually consists of... Uh, well, I'm actually, this band was around first before they joined this other band, but uh, let me let me explain. So, like, three of the members of Svartjern are current members of Carpathian Forest, because Carpathian Forest, of course, went through some major lineup changes when pretty much the whole band quit. And uh, after years of being dormant, they finally reemerged with a whole new backing band. And uh, now the rest of the band of Carpathian Forest is pretty much all these dudes from Svartjern. And, um, they are a very good, kind of basic, I, I, that sounds uh, almost insulting, but they're, they're kind of a typical, aggressive, straightforward black metal band, so it's very no-frills, kind of like Urgehal, you know, a band like that, or and still. Um, so it's right in line with that, but they're coming out with a new record in January, it's coming out January 17th, uh, it's called Shame Is Just A Word. And that's their fifth album. It's coming out on Soul Cellar Records. But uh, they did release their first single off of it. Uh, it's out there on Spotify if you want to hear it. Or you can hear it right here because I'm about to play it. So um, it's good. It's, you know, it's right on par with everything else they've ever done. It's not reinventing the wheel, but it's a, a really good dose of just straightforward, aggressive um, black metal. So here we go. From Norway, this is Svartjern with Prince of Disgust.
Svartjern from Norway with Prince of Disgust. There's a lot of fade-outs on this episode, I just noticed. Like, every song seems to fade down. Um, but yeah, I you know, it's quality riffing from them, and I'm curious what the next Carpathian Forest record is going to sound like with all these new people, because it's, I mean, a total change in songwriters, you know, from that band. So we'll see what happens there, but... Alright, this next band is kind of going back to Germany again but it's a bit of an international project because one of the members is from Costa Rica. And uh, the band is called Umbra Consentia, and um, I have heard of them. Uh, I think I just kind of saw some advertisement for their, their debut album, and then whenever it came out, I, I didn't check it out immediately. Um, but I did finally check it out this past week and liked it quite a bit. So this was another one, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, that I kind of had a lineup in mind and then made some last minute changes and this is one of the ones uh, that I changed and, and added this one in just because I was I was digging the album so I decided what the hell let's throw one of these songs in there so um, but yeah the band's called Umbra Consentia and uh, they released their debut called Yellowing of the Lunar Consciousness uh, on Territor Possessions uh, Records and that came out on November 30th so it's still very fresh but um, I had just been kind of like with that Son of the Sleepless uh, split. I've just kind of been seeing the album cover uh, a lot in the last couple of months, um, just from advertisements on Facebook and things like that. And uh, whenever it came out, it just kind of passed me by. I didn't uh, look at it immediately. And once it dawned on me this past week that, oh, yeah, I forgot that that was uh, that's out now. So I finally gave it a listen. And it's good. It's really good. So uh, I'm not going to really say too much more about it because I feel like I need to give it another one or two listens to fully digest it all. But um, the initial reaction is that I enjoy it quite a bit. So 
Here we go off of Yellowing of the Lunar Consciousness. This is Umbra Consentia with Romance of Contradictions.
That was Umbra Consentia with Romance of Contradictions. I'm not even sure how that all kind of came together. I think the it's the vocalist slash bass player is from and remains. I'm pretty sure he's still based out of Costa Rica, and I don't know if he reached out to these German musicians, but I think the guitar player and the drummer are both uh, uh, German. So it's an interesting uh, grouping, but they made some really quality black metal there. Um, and speaking of quality black metal, that's going to be the next couple of tunes that I play as well. We're going back to Norway out of Bergen. Uh, this band is called Gravdal, and Gravdal is another one that's on Soul Cellar Records. And uh, they're just another one that just does really quality black metal. They've been around since 05, and um, they have a couple of the members of uh, Eternus. And Eternus, of course, is a, is a Norwegian band that's been around since the early 90s. And to me, they've been super hit and miss throughout their discography. But um, the good stuff is very good, and then the rest of it is kind of meh. But uh, Gravdal is good for the most part. They've released three records. Um, this most recent one came out in uh, August of 2017 called Cadaverin. And uh, Cadaverin came out again on Soul Cellar Records. And pretty good. Um, I, don't, I don't really know if there is a standout track. This is one of those kind of mood records for me where if I'm in the mood for some good black metal, I'll put it on and just kind of it'll be there in the background and I'll... I'll dig it, but I'm not really paying too close of attention because nothing's really jumping out at me, uh, you know, one song more than another type thing. But, uh, but yeah, this is the one I picked, so it, something must have stuck out to me, I guess. So uh, this is Gravdal with Roten Tilal Onskapt, which means uh, the root of all that is evil. So here we go. <laughs>
All right, that was Gravdal with Roten Til Aronskap. And uh, I really like the slowdown, that whole ending section. Um, I love the slowdown in that song. I think it uh, it brings it to a nice close. Um, okay, we're going to go to Belgium here. The band is Possession, and Possession's last uh, debut... Last debut? <laughs> That's a stupid sentence. Their debut, <laughs> called Design, came out in uh, 2017. And that was one of my albums of the year uh, that year. I thought it was an excellent black metal record that was that was very unique. Uh, it was still very orthodox in a, in a sense, um, but it did just enough to kind of make it stand out as uh, as being different. And it was exceptional. It was really well well done. Uh, they have done three splits in the last year and a half or so since that uh, that full length. And the splits have been pretty good, um, but I think this most recent one is probably their best output uh, as far as the splits go. And um, so the split's called Passio Christi Part 2, Necrophagus Abandoned. So it kind of has a double title there, but it's a split with the French band uh, Venefixion. And uh, and they're a band that I've played on a a much earlier episode of the podcast um, as well, and they're very good. I really liked their demo, and I think they've done... Uh, I don't know that it was a full album, but I, I think it was something beyond the demo, whether it was an EP or something like that, but uh, they're a very good uh, death metal band. But uh, Possession kind of toes the line between death metal and black metal, but uh, they're certainly, they lean more to the black metal side. But this split, as uh, as all, all the splits, all three of them, and their debut full length came out on Iron Bonehead Productions. And uh, this particular split uh, came out on November 29th of this year, so it's still very fresh. But uh, each band has, uh, oh, three tracks? I think three tracks each on the split. Um, But this one is uh, definitely the one that sounds the most like Possession. So here we go from Belgium. This is Possession with Crooks Emisa.
Okay, that was Possession with Crooks Emisa, and uh, I think the production kind of does them a little bit of a disservice there because it's such a wall of sound that you kind of lose uh, some of the dynamics there. You can't quite tell exactly what's going on in the riffing uh, like you could on the debut full length, but uh, I don't think it's so much so that you can't enjoy the track. I enjoyed the track quite a bit. Um... All right, well, it's that time where I need to announce the final song of the episode. So once again, I want to say thank you to everybody for listening. Thanks for telling other people uh, about the podcast. Uh, If you want to tell them where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app, which I highly recommend, or on Spotify as well. The entire back catalog of episodes is on Spotify and Podbean. Uh, and of course, please find and like the Facebook page because uh, all news regarding you know new episodes and updates and things like that is going to be uh, posted there. And if you have any sort of feedback or critiques or requests or anything like that, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. All right. Um, I ran a little late with this episode. Um, I tried to make it a good long one for you, and uh, I'm going to try to uh, make up for it by doing another one before Christmas. So I'm hoping I can do another episode and release it before Christmas Day as a little gift to you guys. But uh, we'll see. So, all right, we're going to go back to Norway one last time. And I mentioned Wardruna, um, you know, with uh, Einar Selvik being the drummer on that particular Gorgoroth album uh, with the song that I played earlier in the episode. So I'm going to play some Wardruna here, and he released uh, the fourth album from Wardruna called Scald, and that came out in November of 2018, and it was on By Norse Music. This one kind of, um, I didn't know how to feel about this, because it's called Scald, because the whole, you know, gimmick, I hate to use that word, but the whole style of the music is that it's in the skaldic style, and the skaldic style it was performed by one person, uh, usually with a single instrument, if it had an instrument at all. Sometimes it was purely just a cappella, just all voice. Um, but the way I describe it is like you know, whenever you think of like medieval, like minstrel music, how there would be just one person that would play a, like a lute or a little guitar type thing and just sing songs to entertain, you know, royalty. And it would just be a single person doing it, telling stories and things like that. And that's kind of what skaldic music is as well. So the whole album is like that. So it feels more like a solo album than a Wardruna album because there's no usual like chanting, choir vocals and things like that. It's just it's just Einar Selvik and playing like a single instrument, um, which he kind of changes up what, what it is that he's playing from song to song. But uh, yeah, he, he would do live takes. Um, all just playing the instrument and doing the singing all at once. And he wanted to have that kind of live feel, you know. Uh, like he's just in the room with you singing. And uh, it works, but yeah, again, it just doesn't quite feel like a Wardruna album. But it is still a damn good album, and it hasn't left my car since I bought it. So, uh, But this one is a definite standout track to me. There's another one that's very long, uh, that's like 13 minutes. And uh, from what I remember, it's it's kind of a lengthy story of like a father talking about the death of their son or something like that so it's a it's an emotional like acapella piece but it just seemed like it was a little too long um to play for the podcast and there's no musical backing he doesn't play an instrument on that one it's just all acapella for 13 minutes 
Uh, so this one has a little more going on, but it's a standout track that I love. So here we go, finishing things off. This is Vordruna with Vindavla. Cheers, everybody.